All right, this is Dan of You Watch, I Listen. Now, before you listen to episode three, I just want to apologize in advance. We had some audio issues we were not aware of before the recording of this episode featuring Justin Grohowski. We did our best to salvage it and make it listenable. Um, so if you have any issues hearing everything, we apologize in advance. This won't happen in the future. Uh, this is our first run at these things. It was bound to happen to have some audio issues. So please enjoy don't mind, and it shouldn't be too bad, and this will not happen again. Thank you. You know, in this life, you can lose everything that you love, everything that loves you. Now, I don't hear as good as I used to, and I forget stuff, and I ain't as pretty as I used to be, but God damn it, I'm still standing here, and I'm the ramp. As time goes by, Time goes by, they said he's washed up. He's finished. He's a loser. He's all through. But you know what? The only ones who are going to tell me when I'm through doing my thing is you people here. You people here. You people here are the ones who are worth bringing it for. Well, I usually don't take the highway, so I take back uh, back roads. But um, I stopped at a. You you have to drink this thing. I stopped what, at the uh, Luke is, Oil. Yeah, I was looking at that. What is this drink? It's a Red Bull. See, it's you know, a Red Bull. Yeah, you know Red Bull does sure. all the um. Different yeah, I've flavors. had like the yellow, the, the blue, yellow. and the red. This is the summer edition. Okay, taste it. It's coconut berry. Coconut. That already doesn't sound very taste good. It, it sounds it. like something I need. Taste it. Listen. Ooh. I, How would you describe I, the flavor? Chemicals, ass, and sweat. Caffeine and suntan lotion. Yeah, like there's sun, some like sunblock in there. Like I feel like I'm about to go this down. Is a, this was a poor purchase. I would, I would not. Yeah, I, I don't know why you're drinking an energy drink anyway. You've been better off getting a, a coffee or even like one of those Starbucks premium. Have you had those Star, New Year's Starbucks? I don't like coffee that much. It, well, they, Starbucks makes this drink. It's not coffee. It's like um, an energy drink, but it's zero calorie and it's fantastic. They're called Starbucks refreshers. Uh, are they sponsors? Uh, no, I have to say, uh, what should I call it? Marbucks, since we aren't technically sponsored by them. Our I think only you, sponsors. You're allowed to still... talk about a company if they don't sponsor. Eh, Except for Homer Bound Three. The only sponsors we no, have it's... right now are Dr. Bob Roberts and SelectedTicket.com. Right tickets, right price. Ten dollars off your purchase at SelectedTicket.com using promo code DanP10 at checkout. Uh, tickets for concerts, sports, theater, family shows, anything you're looking for. Promo code DanP10 for $10 off your first purchase. You notice that he did not say Homer Bound 3? No. We, uh, we can't even, you can't, you're already saying it too well, much. It was actually just the 25-year anniversary of Homeward Bound, the original one. Yeah. And I was looking up the voice cast in that, and I didn't know Michael J. Fox was the voice of Chance. He was a cool dog, right? Yeah, he was a shaky one. And then the old dog died. The guy who did the voice and the dog. Well, the dog didn't die. He fell into a pit, and then he came back at the end of Homeward Bound. I only know this because I read the wiki again, because I haven't seen the movies in years. Uh, yeah. But, but then a chance gets hit by a porky. What? Why are we talking about Homeward Bound? Buena Vista, uh, they didn't like the Matt Harvey so, videos, so they pulled out. All right, so um, I want to thank you for being a part of You Watch, I Listen. This is episode three. I'm Dan Perosi. To my right is... Ralph. Ralph Aleka. Um, so, you know, the biggest response I got last week was a lot of people seem to like the, the Matt Harvey video after the Mets release of Matt Harvey. 
And I made the mistake of saying that I didn't think Matt Harvey was going to play for a major league team. Lo and behold, I was very, very wrong, as he is starting tonight against the Los Angeles Dodgers. For the powerhouse Reds. The powerhouse Reds, who they are undefeated in the Matt Harvey era now. They're 3-0. <laughs> they're, they're and Do you know why they're undefeated? Yeah, because he's not on the Mets anymore. Because they played the Mets. Well, yeah, they're 2-0 and against the Mets after the Matt Harvey trade. Um, now... I'm over it. It's they got a. I couldn't believe they got anything for him, let alone a guy that's ever been decent. Um, 2014 All Star Devin Mesoraco. They needed a catcher terribly, but uh, the thing that I'm he's taking got that from the, 170 batting average or whatever it is. Yeah, and it, I saw a thing that in starts that he's made this year, teams are 0 and 20. to be some kind of sabermetric record. It's terrible. But uh, the thing that I read today, this was from a a great article from John Heyman, who I I am a fan of his work. I like Heyman. Um, But he was talking about Matt Harvey, and they referenced a a story from last season when they were down in Miami at one point, and the Mets had an off day the next day. Uh, He asked Terry Collins if he could stay behind another day, because, you know, Matt Harvey has to party even though he can't pitch. And when he got back the next day before the game, he was in the locker room. And he was like bragging about the beautiful woman he was with while he was down there, um, talking about his, you know, extracurricular activity again. And once again, bragging about the women. And they said an anonymous, they wouldn't say who, veteran player came up to Matt and said, yeah, but Matt, has she seen you pitch this year? <laughs> I really wish I, I, I he took that in good, good I really stride. wish I knew what pitcher it was or what player it was. It had. I, I'm thinking it, David Wright uh, may have been with the team. I could see him doing that, but I'm thinking a long Walsh. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> he came back just to do that, even though he's having. He said, "Dad, they seen you pitching and threw water on him, dude." I, um, but I, I'm thinking it was either David Wright, Curtis Granderson, maybe Jay Bruce. But I'm trying to think like the veteran presence that think, were there. I don't think it would be. It could be David Wright only because I don't know him enough. Well, and the as other a captain, two, he's the one that has the most clout to say something like that. Yeah, but that doesn't seem I would just said, Has anyone seen you play at all recently? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was like DeGrom, like the quiet guy? Like, I'm trying to think who, what other veterans could have been there that said that at, from last year. Cabrera? Ma- I could, Cabrera, Cabrera seems like he would be. Yeah, there. Cabrera don't fuck around, which I like. So, um, again, thanks everyone that's listened. Thanks everyone that enjoyed me making an ass of myself ranting about Matt Harvey, including um, Mr. Vileka Sr. He was a big fan. But he goes, Dan, was very entertaining. He curses a lot. Yeah, I have a dirty potty mouth, and I I apologize to the Vileka family, who I like infinitely more (laughs) than I like their son. I probably like your sister more than I like you, too. We, we didn't go off the air. That's just awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think just about everyone likes you more than anyone else. So now, We have an exciting show tonight. Yeah, we do have an exciting show. We have a guest, We are we? going to be joined very shortly by one of my closest friends, uh, Justin Grohowski, who you've only known him for, what, two and a half, three years now? About three years. Grohow know-how. Grohow know-how. Um, he, he's one of the funniest people I know. He's very um, knowledgeable on sports, movies, music. Just about everything. Fast food. He is one of the most knowledgeable people about it. He can eat more than most people, and he weighs like 170 pounds. I, it, it infuriates me that he eats Wendy's three times a week. As fit as can be. I eat it once, and then, you know. You know, when he started working in the city, he like texted him. He's like, dude, it's so bad. I have all these food options around me. I'm like, well, you don't have to get them. He goes, okay, but I do. <laughs> So Justin's going to be joining us in about a half hour. Um, we're going to go over a couple of different things with him, uh, talk about his work life a little bit, and hit, you know we're going to go over our choices for this coming week. But before he gets here, uh, is there anything that you wanted to talk about, Ralph? Um, so you know what? I actually read an interesting story. Um, do you remember that guy? I know this is completely just a poor segue, but I just thought of it because um, I was reading when do I you fell asleep. Remember that guy? Is that for me or the listeners? Ooh. 
people. Um, do you remember about three years ago there was a guy in Maine who was living in the woods? Yes. And he broke into all the cabins? So GQ um, had an article. Yeah, I know, I know. GQ um, wrote an article where one of their writers interviewed him. And as far as I know, it's the only time he did a public interview after getting caught. It's like Into the Wild too. It wasn't Into the Wild. It was crazy old guy lives in the woods and steals cabin food <laughs> and eats Jose. So, so what did it say in the article about said main cabin breaker? So this guy, literally, when he was twenty. And he was gainfully employed. I think he was like a, um, like electrician or something. Like okay. worked for like manual you know, labor you, kind of stuff. Yeah, um, smart guy. Without any reason, got in his car, drove until he ran out of gas, opened up, and went and lived in the woods for no reason. Okay. Um, up in Maine, and he wasn't like I mean Maine's rural as it is, but this was rural even for Maine, like <laughs> mountains and just trees and um a really underdeveloped area, and he just lived there. Um, to this day, never gave a reason. I don't think he even has a reason. He just didn't like people, wanted to live on his own. Been there. <laughs> to get it. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy built a little tent. This guy's not like a Marine. He's not a Ranger. He's not a Boy Scout. It's just a guy. So I know someone that's a Boy Scout. I do too. No, that was just a Scout, so, but go on. No, it's just a Scout. <laughs> yeah. The Mr. Scouts. Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. No, Scouts. Say, yeah, Mr. and Ms. What are they now? Just Scouts. They're just Scouts? Just well, Scouts, yeah. Care. All right, so go on. So um, this guy builds himself like a little tent, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to live here for a while. And then a few days later, he goes, oh, shit, I need to eat. <laughs> no hunting skills. No fishing for, skills. Nothing. And this is just like a guy wearing glasses, a beard, kind of looks like the PTK killer. Sounds like you're talking about me. <laughs> uh, I might be the BTK killer. No, they call it the BTK killer. He was up in Maine. In the sequel. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> the inferior sequel. Directed TVT. <laughs> Can we get sponsored by them? <laughs> we'll lose that too. We'll be on deepdiscount.com. Uh, let's go with more movies that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, Homeless on 3 does Oh, go yeah, on. I forgot. Never break his, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, this guy starts going to, like, a local campground, and it's rural. Like, it's not like a resort, just like, you know. It's a local campground yeah. park kind of area. And okay. he breaks into these houses, and he steals, like. Are they houses or campers? Like, RVs? Maybe both? They're like, they're like cabins. There's probably some cabins you could rent out, yeah, but if like you have cabins. an RV, you could park there for the they're night. Like cabins. Okay. And he steals batteries for, like, a flashlight, Game Boys, radios, and apparently, like, Frozen mozzarella sticks and nice. marshmallow fluff. Nice. He basically lived off of, like, a college freshman diet for 27 years. And all these legends started going about him. They, you know, people know things were missing. Socks, clothes, tarps, and everything like that. And one day he gets caught by a motion cam. Please come. And they're like, oh, this guy really exists. It's not really a kid's legend. <laughs> and they go, how long have you been back there? And he turns, he's like, when was Chernobyl? Whoa. That was his point of reference. He didn't know how long he was what there. Was Chernobyl? It was 86. He's been living in the woods. And, and he got caught in, I think, 05, I feel like uh, 15. He got caught breaking it. So he went that long on the lamb, just breaking into places. And the way this, people just assume it was like bears doing it. Yeah, I think like people just assume they misplace things and like. But it, mean, it became like a local legend, like one of those things. Um, but no one really thought it was real. Like if you bring a thing of marshmallow fluff <laughs> and leave your camper, it'll be gone he when you get back. He loved marshmallow fluff. And he apparently, like, was a really intelligent guy. Like, he stole a radio and listened to, like, Beethoven. Or 
ACDC. That's very interesting. Um, I wonder if he participated in Second Harvest. Are you familiar with Second What's Harvest? What's Second Harvest? That's when you um, you dig through your own shit for the, the food that didn't digest properly. He, well, <laughs> I'm sure, well, apparently um, there were some lean years because during the winter, he, he didn't want to be caught, so he couldn't go out. So <laughs> he would have to steal all his food for the winter. And, you know, Maine, it would last for like, you know, like eight hibernating. He, no, he literally would eat up fat enough. Steal bottles of alcohol. Cultivating mass. Cultivating mass. <laughs> yeah. Grow his beard out. Um, just steal all these clothes. And he basically would hibernate. He would wake up at 2 a.m. in the middle of the winter because he said, if you sleep past 2, you'll die in your sleep. And apparently, <laughs> I, I, I mean. So where where is he at now? You got the guy caught in like 05 yeah. or 06. So he was living in the woods for so 20 years. He's caught um, breaking in. And apparently he said things like, I, I couldn't do it much longer. He was like, I was getting cold. I mean, my health is failing. Apparently he yeah, had like apparently mar- he had little nuts for teeth because he never brushed them. Living a marshmallow them. flip, I guess, isn't that um, good for your long-term health. And he got caught for breaking in, and the amount of yeah, um, burglars he did, he could have been in for life, basically. Like it was, was that the judge bad. like understanding, like you didn't really hurt anyone. Apparently, the judge is like, "What do I do?" Like I, yeah, I like, community service. Um, he was in jail awaiting sentencing for seven months. Seven months. I mean, it was probably like being in a fucking five-star yes. resort for him. He hated it. <laughs> he, he didn't. He said the worst. Using a shitter, he didn't know how to downgrade. He, he didn't know how to talk to people. That was his big thing. Okay, that, that's understandable. He said he only used. You have to yourself he said, back "Please, to thank you, yes and no." Those are the only phrases he said because um, he couldn't. He one, he couldn't relate to these people. He doesn't know what a cell phone is. He doesn't know what sports are. He doesn't know who the president is. Nine eleven, like any current event. He referenced Chernobyl. Well, that was the last <laughs> thing he knew. <laughs> he missed a lot of shit. How are those Chernobylians? He, he, he must have been like, oh, man, how, uh, is the World Trade Center still there? <laughs> He's like, well, twice. <laughs> <laughs> he missed Home Alone. He missed Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 3. Well, yeah, if you miss Home Alone 1, you're going to miss the sequel. <laughs> he only saw 3. <laughs> he only saw 3. <laughs> With Scarlet, loved- that was one of Scarlett Johannesburg's first movies. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun, isn't he the sticky bandit in I, that one? I honestly don't even remember. I do we reference Home Alone in every show? I feel like we... I think we reference reference Home Alone every time we hang out at some point. It, it's a big topic. So, okay, so he's... Uh, he got... He had to wait seven months for sentencing. Seven months. And the judge goes, um, time served. But they put him in a probation. There's no probation for his crime. Okay, but they release him. Where does he go? Well, I'll get to that. He's not allowed to drink, which... He's not a social guy. He, he drank to keep warm. So, like... They put him in basically like a drug probation because it was the only thing they could think of. Um, he had to stay gainfully employed or go to school, and he had to live with a relative um, for Did like seven were years. Were relatives still alive? His mother was still alive. Apparently never reported him missing. <laughs> Damn. I wouldn't want to come. Like, if I went missing ever and then I came back and found out that no one looked for me. Well, that's the thing. Um, his brother said, like, that was the way their family was. Like, they didn't show emotion. <laughs> There's a difference between showing emotion and just being like, hey, where where are you? Apparently they hired a private investigator and he's like, hey, look, do you want me to keep searching? Like, no, that's cool. He's fine. That was the worst private investigator ever. No. <laughs> he drove to the RV, sat there for two, he just two drives, hours. He just drives him to the beach and does like puts his hand above his eyes and he's like, oh, I did my job. Mrs. Knight, uh, your son up. It's <laughs> sorry. Maine, Maine's pretty big, dude. Shit, shit sucks, yeah. yeah. Maine's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maine- yeah, it, there, but it's not like oh, let's go well, to the. It's sec- not like looking through a town. It's they don't a have street entire state. Yeah. yeah, correct. Um, but so, um, so where is he? When did GQ do this article? This was four, it three was, years ago. 
Uh, about two years ago. The only reason it came up is um, apparently a book's being released by the author who did this interview. It is Into the Wild too, but it's a happier ending. It's not a happy ending. The guy hates his life. He hates people. Then why, you know what? At that point, you know, just off yourself. He, <laughs> apparently, um, during the interview, like, he did, he would just, you talk, he would respond. There was no <laughs> small talk. Like, here, just ask me a question about the wild. I talk, you talk. I, <laughs> Go ahead. Just ask me a question like you would ask, you know, Wild Man Pete or so, whatever his name is. So what made you decide that you wanted to be in the woods? Don't know. Well, what did you do before that? Nothing. What do you enjoy these days? The wild. Are you happy? No. What do you want to do going forward? Bye. That's the end. Yeah, that, that was like how the interviews went. You he know, didn't make eye contact, and like when he was done, he would just get up and leave. I, I do like to think that everyone has had that dream scenario in their head. Like, what if I just kind of like disappeared? Like, I've gone through it in my head. Like, what if I just packed up, like, a bag and see what happened without telling anyone? Yeah, but there's a difference between starring a new life or going on, like, the wild and going into well, no, the I'm, middle of nowhere, Maine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one thing if you pack up and go and, like, you're staying in some hotels or renting out an Airbnb or a room or something. This guy was like, you know what, I'm just going to go use leaves to wipe my ass and bathe in the lakes and... He was, it, it was fat. I, I want to get the book. I forgot no, what it's called, is, but, I like, it was... I mean, because, you know, I keep saying Into the Wild. I, I love Into the Wild. Um, but great. that's Into the Wild has like a weird. Black like the, kid was a douche. He was a rich kid that decided was. like this guy. He was trying to find himself, and like the thing that got him really angry is when he got caught. People were writing to him saying like, "Hey, um, you inspire me. You inspire me. Can you give me wisdom?" And he would go, "No." What kind of wisdom is that guy going to give? I I think with what he did, I don't really know if he had a full thought process. He seems like he's probably a little bit of a sociopath. He doesn't <laughs> want it to be romantic. I think that's the thing. He's like, this works for me. Yeah, don't ask me Into questions. Wild about was it. a little like romanticizing it. Please don't give me that movie. Yeah, I've seen, I'm, I, no, no, I'm not going to. I, I like the movie, but I, I see the movie. I, I read the book. I did one. I forget which one. It's a great soundtrack. I know you don't like Pearl Jam, but Eddie Vedder's solo stuff. It's a great, okay, great soundtrack. Jam. I just don't want them. Um. Okay. So I I appreciate that's a. I'm actually going to read into that a little more on my own. Um. Now. Before we go into our things from last week, because we have a little time before yeah. our guest gets here, uh, I'm going to tell a story from this past Sunday that I haven't even told you in person yet, I don't think. Save it for the show. Uh, so Sunday, I went to WWE Backlash. Uh, I, I personally had a blast. Um, a lot of the hardcore fans were very upset. Uh, a lot of them were leaving during the main event, which featured Roman Reigns as a way to show that we don't like Roman, we don't support him. Um, now, I went with our friend, Richie. Oh. Um, so Richie gets there, get this. He spent six hundred dollars on merchandise. <laughs> Yo, he, oh, I saw, I he, saw the he, the okay. pictures. He bought a replica championship belt for four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Why? He bought the Money in the Bank briefcase for eighty-five dollars. Why? He, he bought the Roman Reigns vest. Why? For fifty. <laughs> he bought the Roman Reigns wrist guard and glove. Oh, uh, and then he bought a random wrestler Becky Lynch goggles to put on his head. So he spent. <laughs> Who's Betty? He, Who's Betty? She's this. Uh, she's the Irish last kicker. She's from Ireland. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. What's her name? Becky Lynch. Oh, I thought her name was Becky Lynch Goggles. No. That would have been great. She wears goggles. I'm like, I like, like Becky Lynch Goggles. Your wrestling name is Ralph Aleka Pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, what is so, it? So Richie buys all this stuff, and he is being the most obnoxious asshole. Richie? During the no. whole thing. Yo. So during the main event, there's this big chant going around for this wrestler named Rusev, where they the crowd chants, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, because they like Rusev. Mm -hmm. So he stands up on his seat while they're chanting that, and he starts going... Roman weak! Roman weak! And all these fans around him looking at him like he's an asshole. You could just tell people are getting infuriated. Is he like cheering for the winner of a... No, he's just he cheering for Roman him. to piss everyone off. 
He, he's cheering for Roman to piss him off. So he buys his money in the bank briefcase. He's bringing his lunch to work every day in it. Oh, my God. So th this isn't he the He spent kicker. $80 on that lunchbox. <laughs> so I have two stories about Richie from this. It's not a lunchbox. It's a money in the bank briefcase. Oh, okay. Which will be featured in a future episode, which I will discuss with you off air. All right. So um, there's this girl that's walking by, and she's kind of in cosplay, dressed as this uh, female wrestler named Nikki Bella, who wears very skimpy shorts. Bella. Yeah. And she, you know, for Richie, he was like, oh, man, she's hot. She's hot. And as she's going by at one point, she tries snapping a picture of her walking by. But the was dumb the sound on? No, the flash was on. So everyone and everyone just starts laughing on it at him. We also had a guy in front of us who was looking at hardcore porn on his phone while sitting next to a child. But so this is That's the, a crime! I know. He this guy was kinda weird. He was there by himself. So actually he started following me. Oh, he wasn't with the the child. No, he was by himself. <laughs> so somehow that makes it a little so, more okay for, for some reason. No, he had his armor around the kid at one point. It was very strange. Oh no! no, no. Um, so Richard he tries taking a picture of a girl he finds attractive, screws that up, and then on the way back I'm talking to him because Richie. And Richie had, usually has such good game. Yeah, well that's a, that's where I'm going <laughs> with this. So I'm talking to Richie. I'm like, dude, like you got to get back in the dating scene. I know you had a girlfriend recently. It didn't work out great. Yeah. But like, why don't we get you back on Tinder or something? Download Tinder. Um, I'm like, just let me play around on your Tinder. Let me swipe right for a while. So we're on 80, right? Colucci's driving, and I have his Tinder, and I'm swiping right for a solid half hour. I must have swiped right on some some 500 people, some behemoths who no one would date, which is why they're on there. And That's I, the only way they're going to swipe right for him. Yeah. <laughs> so I change his profile, and I literally write, my name's Richie. I have no game whatsoever, so my friend Dan is writing this for me. I like to travel. I like to have fun. I'm a good guy, and my friend Dan is better than me. So, based on me swiping right on at least 500 people, what are the odds of him getting at least, like, 10 matches? They, they're pretty significant. 99.9%. Uh, .9%. Okay, so he texted me on Tuesday. This was Sunday night, mind you. He got one match. <laughs> so, wait. <laughs> he gets one match out of at least 500, and they message him, and they go, Is your friend Dan single? <laughs> So, so he says no, he's not, and they unmatched him. Wow. <laughs> so mean. And I asked him today, like, have you gotten any more matches? And he said no. So at this point, Richie, um, we got to have a talk, and I can't wait to have him on here to kind of dig into that. Oh, Richie, um, Richie's. I don't know a single person that doesn't love Richie. No, Richie's one of the the nicest, most genuine people, but he's just a. It, it, he the way he says it, it's not closing that's the problem for him it's opening and opening is honestly more important than closing oh opening's the toughest yeah, part it's the toughest part especially if you're a fucking goon like him who you know has your name tattooed on you and you love Ninja Turtles not even and, your name a nickname that isn't oh, even that good hyphen <laughs> No offense, Richie. Um, we love you. And I, he actually has expressed interest in being on the show in the near future. So Absolutely. I'm looking forward because we can kind of dive into this a little more. And who knows, maybe he'll have some matches by then and we can do some live messaging. Ooh. Um, now, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, segue from uh, wrestling to what? I want to talk about our little thing. Okay, Did you have something I, else to do? I had one more thing. Oh, okay. That is, oh, um, it's about Randy Fastball. Now, we were going to have a live segment with Randy Fastball this week. Unfortunately, he did not. Randy died. Oh, no, he did not die. I, unfortunately, he did not die. But he did not feel he was prepared, peace, fully prepared for this subject in expertise. He said it's one area he's a little green. So we have Randy Fastball on assignment. Uh, next week, he will be speaking with us about how to have a better home and garden. So keep your eyes out for that, Randy. We appreciate your hard work. Um, We're going to take his tips to heart. We hope the accommodations we provided you with while you're on assignment are above your standard. Rest in peace, Randy. So now let's go into it. I opened up last week reviewing your CD. So why don't you open up with the movie I recommended to you, The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke. Okay. So I watched The Wrestler, uh, starring Mickey Rourke. 
And I hated it. Sucked. Your turn. No. Um, <laughs> That's the new name of the so, show. I hated it. You suck. I hated it. You suck. <laughs> Bye. All right. So go so, on. All right. So um, much different type of movie than Draft Day. Yes, of course. Obviously. Um, I knew what the movie was about. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been out for a while, and it was very a very popular yeah, film. Um, but I kind of didn't know. I knew what it was about. It was like a sad story about a wrestler. You know, the despair of the movie. Yeah, but I didn't know. Is it? I didn't really know. I could see kind of emo, um, yeah, emotional baggage with the film. Uh, I can't think of the word. That's I'm stupid. Well, Whatever. Doing a great job. Kind of like the zeitgeist of the movie. Like, okay. Yep, it's, yep. It was much different. I thought. Um, it was much more subtle, and it was a different kind of sad than I expected. And I actually just skip to it. I love the movie. It was an absolute brilliant film. Um, there was the little complaints I have are me nitpicking, to be honest. What would be one of them? Um, I'll get to it. It's okay. There were two scenes that I didn't like, but they weren't. They, they didn't. They didn't weigh down on it like the not at draft all. day. No, no, potentially. No, and they're two minor things. And maybe rewatching it, I'll like those scenes. And how brilliant was Mickey Rourke in that? Mickey Rourke. I would say about five minutes in the movie, I forgot it was Mickey Rourke. He was. He's the only one I could see playing that role. Yeah, agreed. Um, the first thing about it, incredibly likable. Yes. There's not a single person. I mean, major character. I'm not going to say you know his boss at the supermarket. <laughs> There's not a single major character in that movie that you don't like on some level. You have some level of empathy you for every love single everyone. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. She's the only one who might have been better than Mickey. Who Rourke doesn't like Marissa Tomei? She's fantastic. fantastic. And I knew she was going to be the love interest. Uh, I. But they didn't overdo it with the no, love. No, that's the thing. It was teetering between, and it, it's like the life of the wrestler than real life, where he thinks that it's more than what it is. I think it wasn't even, it wasn't love, it was two people who could use each other in each and other's I, lives. I think for him, as he's looking to replace this void that's in his life as he leaves, as he thinks he's leaving the wrestling business behind, that he thought that this would be what fixes it for him and replaces it I, for him. I like the scene where she's um, she's a stripper in the movie, she's giving him um, you know, a private dance, a lap yeah. dance or whatever, and she's looking at his scars, and she makes a comment to Passion the Christ, how you know he's all beat up, he's like a Christ-like yeah, yeah. figure. So I'm like, okay, that's heavy-handed. He's yeah, going to be Christ in this movie. He's not. They don't yeah. really... But the next scene is him in a hardcore match getting thorns and glass. That was one of the few scenes I had to look away, and it was it was. And then, rough. obviously, that leads to him having the uh, heart the attack. The heart attack. Um, it, you know, the staplers and everything. Yeah. That was a really, really um, rough scene. And I like how it shows, even though this thing, wrestling, he's dedicated his life to... It's ruined everything in his life that wasn't related to wrestling. He still loved it. Like, he was a wrestler. That was Correct. his calling. And him just going, it wasn't a job to him. And I think that was what I loved most about the movie was that he really was connected to this thing. It wasn't, it was who he was. Yeah, correct. Um, I think my favorite scene in the movie by far is when he takes a job as the deli. Yes, the deli um, counter and full he's, time. He's really nervous about it. And he's walking, and it's that behind-the-back following, yeah, kind of like that Birdman style. Yeah, the crowd build-up, the, crowd, the noise. And it's the same scene, but him in this... And then the way he lights up performing for the people, and he's making jokes yep. and throwing food at them, and he's... It's the first time he's happy since his heart attack. It's one of the... And then to the opposite scene of that that was in the same vein was when he has the breakdown when the guy recognizes him at the exactly at the deli and he and, cuts his hand and he yeah and that was a little over the top I'm like I saw that coming of course it, 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 again it and didn't it, ruin there was movie. nothing in the movie that was really supposed to be shocking no no unpredictable no. per se um now 
Now, was there anything else you wanted to say well, about I it before I asked you a couple questions? One thing I felt is, even though it's called The Wrestler, it's a movie mm-hmm. about a wrestler, I feel like it could have been anyone that dedicated to their craft. It could have right. been about a rock star. It could have been about a sports player. The wrestling is secondary now, to well, the, well, what he be became. to say that in any other profession, that story has been done by other professions a mm-hmm. lot of times, while the wrestler is kind of like a taboo thing wrestler to be might... a fan of a wrestler and the story of a wrestler and how they – this is such a common story for professional wrestlers. Oh, absolutely. And to finally have it told in such a, a great way by with a great performance, a beautifully shot film, which I'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the question I wanted to ask you, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to say about it specifically. Uh, uh, yeah, well, welcome um, into your so answer. I think. What did you? What was your take on the ending and the ambiguity of it? And what what did you take from? Okay, it? one. That's the only way you could end that. Movie. Correct. If they, if it was a happy ending, it like would ruin it. Imagine it was like him. Oh, he's getting the main event WrestleMania yeah. win the championship. Yeah. If it was him having a heart attack, and I mean that's too dark. Just the fact that he he's on there and he's simultaneously crying because Mercer Tomei walked away. Correct. Um, I I don't even know if you know why he's crying. It could be like he's. He's happy to know this is his himself. last moment. Like his last he's moment. not going to last much longer. Yeah. Um, and then him just jumping and the movie cutting to black. What, and then closing with Bruce Springsteen's The Wrestler. The movie, honestly, I love Bruce Springsteen. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Now that I saw the movie, it doesn't really fit the ending. I think no, I kind of I, I disagree because, I mean, the lyrics, have you ever seen a, a one-legged man making his way? One-armed man, I one think it was, yeah. Um, it's all about that he only has one thing that he knows how to do no, well. Not so much... Just the tone of the movie, the song, that folk style. I well, mean, the the movie. It's the, an Andy Credit song, so I'm not reading that yeah, much course, into it. Of course, I just like that whole um, like '80s glam metal. Right? Yeah, I think him hitting and then it going into like a song by like Rat or something. Yeah, that, that's that, <laughs> but that's such a minor. Like I didn't correct. Even think now much about the other it. thing, the other scene we didn't talk about that I thought was probably the best scene in there, and it's the one they used when they made his Oscar package, was when he's um at the. Asbury Park Boardwalk with his daughter, played by Evan Rachel Wood, mm-hmm. and he has that scene where he's he seems very genuine that I wasn't here, and that he's sorry and that he loves her, and it, that was such a powerful. They could have made that such a melodramatic, horrible scene. Well, and they also could have fucked it up by making it that he is suddenly doing everything right, and the fact that two days later, he fails. Later, he he starts banging some random girl in a bathroom yeah. doing coke, coke off her. He's drunk. He misses the dinner. He date misses with her. the dinner, and I thought that they left that open, and you can tell that he does love her, and he does. He just doesn't him. know how to be. a He father. doesn't know how. He's never known anything other than what he is. Um, that scene was that. That was a great scene. He, I, and I, I will always say to this day, he should have won the Oscar for that. It was a goddamn travesty that he did. He should have won. He. Um, it was. It was his best role. He's ever yeah, done. Yeah, and he, I mean, he hasn't really done much of anything since then. So it's unfortunate. Iron Man but, too. Um, now, are you going to compare this one to an NFL franchise as well? Yes. This is the. Um, oh, I can't think of anything. Wow. Well, good improv, Ralph. Yeah, um, great job. No, I'm going to compare. You said you wanted to do. I'm going to compare it to actually a wrestler. Okay. So I don't know. I'll tell you if you're right because your wrestling knowledge. I is know limited. very little. Um, it's going to be my personal uh, Crash Holly. No, that's a terrible <laughs> reference. No, um, what the fuck, Crash Holly? So, um, my um, my favorite wrestler with the limit I know is a uh, uh, Diesel. Okay, Kevin Nash, Kevin is a Nash. WWE Hall of Famer. For me, I mean, he I might be better d- off being Scott Hall, who has the terrible addiction issues, and it's no, no. I'm saying if it was mine, <laughs> that's my favorite wrestler. You love Kevin Nash. I don't know why. You really like just... Kevin Nash. You like Diesel and the I one, like two, Diesel. three kid. The one, two, three kid. 
Um, that would be so drafted. I, I'm really glad you like that. Um, I really did you get a chance to watch that video I sent you, the comparison to Black Swan? No, because I actually want to re- I've seen Black Swan. I want to rewatch Black Swan. It's only like a three-minute video just showing the the way they're filming from behind and yeah, everything. you know how I am with movies and things. Like, I don't want to know anything. I haven't seen That's Black fair. Swan. So I want to um, rewatch it, then compare to the rest. I watch fair. that video. That's fair. Um, one thing I really liked is the scene where he's in the backstage um, before the, uh, I guess, the hardcore match, or maybe yeah. it's his first match. The names of all the wrestlers. What about you? Don't see that Lex Lethal, Judas the Traitor. The scene that really um, hit home with me, being a wrestling fan and having gone to a lot of these wrestling things, is when he's at that like bingo hall doing the autographs. That was and the saddest scene. The guy that scene. has the the peg leg, um, mm-hmm. old needs a phone book, and. He, it's it's just brutal when you see those guys. You know what's funny when the camera it, it's weird. It's almost maybe I'm reading into it too much when the camera zooms out to one of the other wrestlers. You know, because there's other wrestlers right. there. There's no one there. They're yeah. just alone. In, a couple fans in this like kind of like in silent the, sadness. Wearing fanny packs, which I appreciate. Uh, <laughs> when they zoom out, there's a wrestler who looks just like Patrice O'Neill. Yes, I know exactly. You know exactly. Talking. And this movie is very. It could be a metaphor of Patrice's life. Has like bridge burner, habitual <laughs> br- bridge bur- uh, burner. He was good at one thing, but he was the best yeah. at that one thing, and it eventually probably killed him, you know, yeah. in some regard. That's so fair. I thought that was a weird, unintentional, you know, arc becoming life sort of thing. That's fair. Well, um, I'm I'm very glad you liked love it. Love the movie. Um, um, I'm I, you know, I was I still can't believe it took you that long to watch it. Considering it, it's a I like it was movie. just a slight. You know what it is? It was just a slight. It was just him no, going I, about his day. Yeah, and that's what was so powerful it about it. It didn't have to be this over the top, glamorous, um, the pomp and circumstance of wrestling. The only time they had that was at the end when he got his, his on- send off. The only scenes that I did not like, and again, these are so minor, doesn't affect my rating at all. The first scene where he's at the strip club and there's those guys hassling Mercer Tome. Oh, yeah, and you're like, yeah, break it of up. Course, like, of course. course, he's the white knight. Like, yeah. that annoyed me. And then when she came to see him, I was like, I thought they were going to do full disclosure. I thought they were going to, like, you know, she was going to convince him to walk away at that moment. I thought that would have, you know, been too, um, you know, corny, too predictable. But that she, like, dropped what she was doing to see him. I was like, of course she did. Of course, of course. But it did set up the ending, so it didn't bother me that much. But yeah. It was a little cheesy, but of course. still, five out of five, great movie. Good. I'm glad you liked one, it that much. You know, one of the best, um, I'd say one of the best sports movies. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that is going to lead me to segue into the album you recommended nice. for me. Um, last week you recommend, or two weeks ago you recommended Bad Astronaut, which I did enjoy, but I didn't love necessarily. And this past week you recommended the Hold Steady Boys and Girls in America. Yes, make. I did. You described it as a summer album when you want to drive around with, uh, drive around with the windows down, mm-hmm. blaring it. You didn't really describe the sound to me per se. Um, so overall, on a scale of one to five, I gave this album actually a three point five. I really, really enjoyed it. I found myself after listening to it for research purposes, putting it on on my own. Um, it has a very, very much a Bruce Springsteen sound to it. That's, um, remember that when I said it reminds you of someone? Yeah, that's who that, I was going for. That voice, that um, that gravelly, like kind of uh, not necessarily a beautiful voice, but powerful. It fits sing- the music though, and the so- the it, stories he's telling. It absolutely does, and that's the other thing I was going to say. The thing I really, really liked about this, and I look for in music, is I don't need to hear your. I, I I don't mind an emotional song, and it's very obvious. But tell me a story. Bring me into that. It had it was basically folk writing, was the lyric writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, every song was connected to the others. 
and he references the the name the title of the album boys and girls in america a few times i think that's uh that's one of the first lines in the first song Correct. and i was doing some research on uh the band himself and i guess mm-hmm. some of the, the names he mentions in different songs are mentioned on other albums by the hold steady as that's well. another bruce thing that he does correct where it's almost like a connected universe and he's really telling he's trying to paint a picture for what he went through when he was writing these or what he was thinking when he wrote these so right off the bat the opening track um actually i'd heard this one quite a few times i think it was on a Madden soundtrack a few years back yeah, the, was the, stuck between stations. Great song to open the album. Kicks, kicks the album you, off. You, great. Uh, you, the most important thing to an album is to have a song to really open it, which is where they kind of, the Bad Astronaut album kind of lost me. I didn't mm-hmm. love Greg's Estate, but this one starting out with the organ in the back. Uh, a lot of the songs kind of had um, a Fogarty center field kind of sound to it with the, the organ guy. <laughs> I know what you're meaning. It, it was cool, but I like that Occasionally, song. Occasionally, I notice the organ sometimes annoys me very rarely, but for the most part, it usually Correct. works. But um, uh, there are a couple things I noticed in this song right away. It's a really tight band. They mm-hmm. hit every note. They're, they seem to have really good chemistry. So that song was great. Chips Ahoy was cool. I understood it. You know, it, it was a girl taking every risk she had, putting it all on black pretty much. She gets migraines and predicts the winners of horse races. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty justified. Great. So that was a cool song. I didn't think it was – I thought from the first song it was a downgrade a little bit. Yeah. Um, the next two I didn't love. I liked Hot Soft Light. I did not love Same Kooks. Same Kooks is my least favorite that was song. My, that was my – I think it was my – there was another one I, I liked less. I bet it's the same one uh, All I All right, liked. so we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I liked Hot Soft Light a, le- a lot. A really cool sound to it again. Good story. Which brings me to the next song, which is my favorite song on the album, First Night. Uh, this song I thought was... Um, it's it's very somber. It's uh, it's pretty. It's beautiful. In fact, it might be the best written song on the album. Doesn't and, mean it's the best. And just the there's best. a lot you could take look into um, in the written. song and what it's about. Um, I I took away. You could even you could say it's about addiction and things like that. The whole what album's I took, about addiction. Well, what I took about this song specifically was that it's about um, trying to not lose your youth not, um, mm-hmm. and to recapture youth and realize that you can't go back to the way things were and letting go of these friendships that may be toxic and poisonous and these friendships that aren't going to be productive to your long-term health and longevity. Uh, the song, I, I probably listened to it uh, at one point like three times in a row because I really had such a good feel for it. And I, I really think if you're going to listen to any song from this, if you're into kind of a, it is a somber song. Don't get me wrong. If you are, in, if you're depressed, this song might make you want to kill yourself. It's actually one of the few depressing songs on it's, the album. It's a, it's a, I would say it's a, it's a haunting song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, um, it's quite brilliant. And which would bring me to the next song, Party Pit. <laughs> I, I, I like Party Pit. I thought it was pretty cool. Party it, Pit's exactly what the title says. It's yeah, about a party pit. Like, these are songs I could see putting on like a Memorial Day, Fourth of July playlist. Having a few beers. Barbecuing. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is the kind of music I want to hear when I'm doing that. So Party Pit was cool. I did not love the next track, You Can you can Make Him Like You. See, I love that I, song. I, I Okay, I like it more than I like Same Kooks. It's a good song. It's just not one that stuck in my head too well. Lyrically, I enjoy it better it, than lyrically, the music. Lyrically, it's great. This, uh, um, what's the line? You can sit in the kitchen and talk about the stars in the upcoming sequel. Correct. Like, who... No, it's, it's just the, such a we- you know exactly what he's talking about the kind of person yes, when you describe the, someone that way. The, the lyrics are cool. I didn't I didn't think the music matched the lyrics person. I could see that. Um, the next song, Massive Nights, cool song. I didn't think it's it was, almost yeah, like a sequel to Party Pit. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was like um the close off to it, mm-hmm. like before sunrise, after sunset mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I actually kind of liked Citrus. See, I, Citrus is my least favorite. I didn't song on the hate album. it. I thought some of the lyrics were cool, but it's very, very heavy handed. Yeah, it's Citrus it's a stinks. very heavy handed song. I skip Citrus. It's very every obvious time. what it's about. But that's going to bring me to the next song, which was my least favorite, Chill Out Tent. I did not like Chill Out Tent. Um, I like 
I like the the music in it. I hate the guest vocals. The I, not the guy. I don't mind the guy. It's Soul Asylum. I love Soul Asylum. He's the lead singer. Oh, yeah, Soul that's right. Asylum. Soul Asylum. I don't like the girl's voice. She, it almost sounds like it's. It, they just found some random girl from like a church choir to mm-hmm. sing, and I know she's a well-known singer, but I really, really just don't like that song. I like what they did with it. Um, I think well, when you listen to the lyrics, what it's about, it's a cool story. The yeah, story about people cool. who got um way too you know messed up at a party fest Correct. and fell in love in the uh you know the coming down from your drugs tent. Correct. So I that one I didn't like. Um, I, I do sa- like I do like what they did with that, where like they had each character sung by a different character. Um, yeah, different I, person. no, I I like that. Um, where they're, they're kind of going back and forth. I, I think, think that's it's a divisive cool. song, though. I think people who even people who love this album either love that song or hate it. I love it, mm-hmm. but I could uh, easily see why someone would not like it correct um now Southtown girls pretty simple basic song i get it it's cool cool way to end the album yeah. well that wasn't the last song for me i had two more songs oh did you listen to the bonus track i listened to girls like status i did not like that song much um it was too heavy-handed again very obvious what they're trying to go for I, I don't consider that part i know the song i never listened to it i i'm not a big fan of deluxe editions i correct. listened to the first well, this isn't even the deluxe edition there's another one that has like another five tracks yeah I, man. um and the last song i thought was a great way to close the album arms and hearts um i don't I know that one that it, it closes off the album from what i heard my first time hearing it it closed it off very well and the story they were trying to tell the picture they were trying to paint overall I really, I think I'm going to like this album more. I listen to it. I, like I said, even when I was done doing research for it, I still found myself, I was, I picked up my sister from college the other day, bring her home. And I just put the album on on my own because I, with the windows down on a nice day, it's a killer album to listen to. Now, I want to say that if you are not a fan of the Bruce Springsteen sound, as far as vocals go, this probably isn't for you. But if you are into quality songwriting, um, a sound that you don't really get from bands anymore. I don't know a band that has that kind of that sound. pub rock. I think that's what yeah, they call pub rock. Yeah, well, it's definitely like a band I could see. But it sounds like what um, like local bands want to sound like, mm-hmm. but they don't have the talent, writing ability, or, again, overall and, ability. And the, guy, the guy's voice... I, I like his people I like who that. don't like it because it's gravelly like this. It's that Bruce Bob Dylan kind of sound to his voice. Yeah, I, I, I love the guy's voice. I, it I fits the too. music, it fits the song. Um, this is their best album. I've listened to almost all of theirs. Okay. Maybe there's one or two. Um, there's some really good songs on some of their other albums. Um, the one after this, um, Stay Positive, is pretty good. It's got, um, Sequester in Memphis, which I think, uh, you probably heard. That was okay. actually, a, like, a radio song. And then, um, it's got, a One for the Cutters, which I think actually is my favorite song by them. But the album itself I mean, isn't the, as the good. The lowest I scored any song, and, uh, just to say that, um, I'm going off the top of my head here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my notebook fell out of my bag at work today with all my, Dummy. my notes that I took on here along with some other things that I needed home this weekend, so I'm a I'm an asshole. Um, but I know that the only there was only one track I gave less than a two point five. Mm-hmm. Um so overall I like I said a three point five out of five is pretty damn good. The highest song I had on there was First Night, which I gave a four point five, and realistically that could be a five. Mm-hmm. Um again, that's a brilliant song. So a good summer album, if you're at the beach, if you're cruising with the windows down, I highly, highly recommend this album. And the reason I cause if you at first glance listen to Bad Astro on this one, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of connection. The music styles are different, the voice are different. Correct. There is two things that make me connect these two albums. Bad Astronaut has stories. Each song has characters. Now, granted, it's not the shared universe that they do, but you have yeah, Greg's yeah. estate. You got the kids that are, you know, um, apathetic in, you know, um, Logan's Run. I like those stories about people Correct. just going about their day. And two, you said that it's a tight band. 
I think a band sounds its best when it sounds like they're having fun. Yes. And Bad Astronaut sounds like they all like each other. They know exactly what they're doing. Agreed. It's a labor. It's um, you know, something that they love doing. They're not doing because they have to. And I get that feeling from this album too. That it's a band that's cohesive. A band that they all know exactly what the finished product is going to be. I agree wholeheartedly. So, um, if you're looking for a good album, good summer album. Um, go with the Hold Steady Boys and Girls in America. The whole album, um, it, it's kind of like a, a concept album to an extent, too, I would say. Yeah, all the song, it's about youth and, you know, um, well, party and all we, that. Uh, this is a perfect segue because our guest, Justin Grohowski, has just Yo. walked into Yo. the Attack Moves Network studio. Justin, pull up a seat. Let's get your microphone ready to go. You're going to want to keep the microphone about yay distance from your face. Um, thank you for joining us today, brother. It's great to see you, man. Good to see you guys. Look at you. You're all dressed sharply. We, uh, we went to pound, and then he opened his hand to shake my hand, and then I opened his, and then enveloped his <laughs> yeah, so, close fist. So, yeah, you just keep an eye on where we have our mics so you don't go too far, too close. Do this. So, we just finished up talking about our movie and album from last week. He actually really liked The Wrestler. I was Wrestling was oh, fantastic. Did you happen to, I, He didn't get to watch it. Did you watch a video I sent you, The Black Swan? Wrestling oh, thing. Dude, you got No one listens to me. I'm an asshole. <laughs> that's, good to have a, that's good to have a podcast and no one listens to you. <laughs> so what's going on, man? How are you? Not much. I'm good, man. So NJ Transit sucks, by the way. How long was your How long was your commute today compared to normally? I was sitting in Fourth Ward for 45 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes? What do you usually do? Uh, uh, I always take the bus on myself. You don't ever want to drive in? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, um, I mentioned last week when we said we're going to have to use a guest that you yeah. um, went from CBS Sports yeah. to AMC. Yeah. Now, uh, why did you want to leave CBS Sports specifically? Was it just a better opportunity at the new job? Just a better opportunity. Um, I decided I kind of wanted to move, move more towards movies. The entertainment industry yeah. rather than the sports industry? Yeah. It's, kinda, it, it's hard as someone that wanted to work in the sports industry when you're emotionally invested uh, to something to not bring that into your job. Oh and <laughs> So I know nothing about this industry at all. I know that you're in it. That's about it. Is there a big difference with what you do at the previous company, the sports centric to AMC or is it basically yeah. the same thing? Just well, I mean, he doesn't know? have to cut up highlights at AMC. No, it's, yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot different. Um, I was de dealing more with like the actual files and the highlights at CBS, like getting with them from the production them truck mm -hmm. and stuff. Now I'm just like, I'm, I work at AMC networks and I'm doing like, I'm, Justin's I'm holding, to, I'm, he's I'm holding the microphone a mile away from yeah, his mouth. I'm just watching his. his no, we can not, see it on this bad. side. Like when you talk loud, it like jumps up and down like a yeah, you know so heart monitor. I want to keep it about. Sorry for the technical difficulties here. About three to four inches from your face. We're supposed to be stands, but we're yeah, lazy. Yeah, right uh, yeah. So I ordered. The, I basically ordered the movies for all the channels, like AMC, IFC, Women's Entertainment. Have you recommended Sunrise. one recently? Have you or you have you? What's what's a movie you ordered recently? That I ordered recently. Um, well, I can't really like. Home, can't okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> are, are are there any interest in Homeward Bound in the near future? Homeward Bound three. <laughs> so uh, let me just say this though, like the movies I've been ordering have been bad. Oh, they're picking yeah. AMC seems to be American movie classics. Yeah. <laughs> do you do they tell you what you need to order, or do you have like a little bit of like flexibility, like oh no, you know they, they they tell us. Okay, yeah. so there there's a higher up. There's a yeah, suit there's like that's a saying licensing it. section. Mm -hmm department and there's like a scheduling department do they like package them in like if you take you know the godfather you also need like you know herbie fully loaded or something <laughs> <laughs> did so you I ever can, see like, herbie fully i can loaded? watch like a full library stuff that's oh cool. you have access yeah, to that access to like that. at home 
No, not at home. <laughs> when you're there yeah, at home, dude, you would never leave. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's like I can't come do the podcast I'm watching. What's cool, man? Yeah, where are all the movies, and then like they come in, they get edited for, for TV and stuff. Of course, yeah, and they get the little disclaimer at the beginning. It's I like edited. it. Man. It's a good job. Hey, you like it more than CBS? Yeah. So you think you're going to stick in this industry then? I'm going to stick in this industry. I want to get in the more creative side of things. I'm going to I'm going to try to like write and stuff. That's a it's great awesome. idea. Um, I mean, that's the that's the way you get anywhere. You go from writing to production to directing. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Now, um, uh, obviously, we have Justin sitting here with us. Uh, Justin, I've known you since, what, 2011? Yeah. Like that, since we started, since we started Best at Best Buy? Best Buy. Yeah. Um, now, I want to tell the story about the first oh. time we hung out. <laughs> now, I want to preface this by saying anyone's lifestyle choice I don't care about. But this was brought up because Justin was like the one of our friends that never really had a girlfriend at that point, which is not the case anymore. You have a lovely girlfriend now. You've oh, been with now you. for, what, four, year, what, yeah, four uh, years? Yeah. Four years? Four years. Four years. Fantastic. Uh, who, I'm thanks a, to you. Thanks to me. Yes. I, I'm going to tip my cap there. Yeah. Uh, Mets game and Nas concert, yeah. which I was just telling him that story. Oh yeah, he just told me about yeah, that. Yeah, we got to see Nas right after. So um, the first time, we, I mean, me and Justin got along fine at work. We all did, but the first time we all really, really hung out was at my house for a UFC pay-per-view. And I remember... Infamous night. Keep going. I'm sorry. I remember specifically, it was like a really icy night, and a bunch of people had problems getting there because of uh, the, the roads up the mountain in West Melford were terrible. Yeah. Um, so Let's we're all... Yeah, it's... Oh, it's terrible. Right. This is better than going up the mountain. Up uh, the mountain. This is, this, yeah, is, this is easy. Up the mountain yeah. is going to the... Let alone going to Josh's. Um, so we're all hanging out, we're watching the fights, and I don't know what got brought up, but we started calling, we started asking Justin if he was uh, gay. <laughs> if you want a beer, please take one from the cooler. Um, so we started calling Justin gay, and he's like right away, no, no, I'm not gay, as he is continuing to drink aggressively. And it just kept going around where people kept saying it to him, and he starts going, I'm not gay, I don't like dick, I like pussies. He's <laughs> screaming it. Meanwhile, it, it's, it, I'm probably being the most aggressive about it. I need to drink now, think about it. <laughs> so he's getting like more and more upset about it. And me, Are we going to get part two? What? Part two of him, you know. Yeah, right. Really yelling. I, I get you a pack of cigarettes. So he, he's freaking out about us calling him gay. And he's like telling people on the side, I don't know why they keep asking me if I'm gay. I'm not gay. I'm straight. <laughs> and at one point, so he, Justin worked in inventory at Best Buy. And we had like two, two or three of the guys that worked in home theater. So he goes to one of the guys. He goes, next time you ask me to bring you a Sony TV, I'm going to bring you a fucking Panasonic. <laughs> like, that's the that's ultimate That's a good left. shutdown. But, but then, no, no. Your next revenge was even more aggressive because he starts pointing at the three of us and he goes, next time I go to work, I'm going to bring a gun. I'm going to shoot you in the face. I'm going to shoot you in the face. And I'm going to shoot you in the face. And he, he's, uh, I, I find out. To, I was trying to, like, cool down with I was trying to drink to calm down. And, and they talk works. about how if this was a bullying seminar, this is a perfect bullying seminar. You're <laughs> making fun of someone's sexuality. You're threatening violence. I wasn't making fun of it. I was questioning it. There's a difference. There is okay, a difference. You were questioning but, his sexuality. Um, and and you're threatening gun violence. It was my coming out party. Uh, no, no <laughs> really that was a very but, poor choice yeah, of words. But uh, it, it kind of brought me out of my shell. Yeah, I agree. Because you, 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 you were like, very, very shy like, to that point. Like, I, The thing we always mention, we talked, I was talking to Maureen about it the other night, that um, you, she always mentioned, like, that kid is such a good worker, but he doesn't talk. And I, yeah. I would always chat with you here and there. And you're... you're, you're so mellow to begin with like i've never seen you higher you, than like you get here a, or lower than down get, here get a few yeah. of them and that changes and you ended up smoking like a pack of cigarettes that night i heard you <laughs> cried on the way home and the next day you were like i feel really dumb about this it worked out great yeah i agree completely and you know we got to see even better incidents of you at best buy including dropping a gallon of one of the giant water jugs oh, cracking it wide you don't realize how much water is in those things 
<laughs> just cleaned up human shit, probably like <laughs> at least ten times. I have a well, you worked with Taylor. Period blood. <laughs> period blood. Like, really Ill. Some explosive diarrhea. Fucking blood. Why? There was one that looked like someone they they bent over and their ass shot out like a twelve gauge shotgun because it just splattered on the wall. And I remember the first time Justin had to clean up duty because he. Had, I have a picture. It came up in my time hop not that long ago. It's the pic. There was a turd on the toilet paper dispenser. I don't know how they got oh, it. You put it I know that's the best. Part. No, dude. I want to put my own shit in my hand. They would bribe me to do it. They'd give me like basically gift cards. They're called Pat Beckham's points. <laughs> if you do this, we'll, we'll give you like gift card money. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'm so you here anyway. It sucks. So you go do it. You had to be bribed to clean up shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because technically, I, I'm pretty sure inventory doesn't have to do that. No, no. That's, if I refuse, the manager would have to. I remember the first time it happened. That was the, the one of the 12 gauge incidents yeah. in the women's room. Greg was like, uh, Greg was the inventory manager at this point. He's like, I'm not making any of my guys do that. So they like put the do not enter sign at yeah. the bathroom, and he's in there for like 30 minutes, and he comes out like white as a ghost. Like, oh no. What is so satisfying for people to trash a bathroom? I that's only know, that in a hotel room. I, People love trashing. I also like my one of my favorites is when you accused a customer of shoplifting at, uh, at Gary's advice. Gary's yeah, like Gary was like kind of hyping. Do it the up. impression like exactly like, how. Uh, so it was over the it was over the speaker and like he well first of all it was weird we had two LP guys that day okay like, was it like the, the what's, shirt, L, what's LP they were the yellow shirt in the front Loss oh okay, okay. Yeah. Bunch of cameras so there was someone else in the front and I was he wanted me to like walk around the store which is like weird yeah first of all and then. All of a sudden, there's like this Asian guy in gaming. He's alone, and Gary over the last week is like hyping it up. He's like, "All right, Joseph, you ready? We got a situation." And I was like, I freaked out. I was like, "Oh my god, he's stealing!" Right in my mind, he's stealing. <laughs> he has something in his pocket. So I go over to him, I'm like, um, "Sir, my manager uh, thinks you're stealing. Can you, can you please pay for that?" And he's like, "He couldn't speak English." <laughs> Because if he was like, he knew he stealing like, though, if he knew what was going on. If he was like aware of what was happening, he'd been pissed. He would like. You would have smacked him. Yeah, yeah, gotten fired. Yeah, and he wasn't stealing. I'm, I'm not stealing. Yeah. Well, I like, you know, sometimes I panic in moments. Like that. <laughs> I can't picture you panicked. Um, at Best Buy, he definitely he did not like talking to customers. Like, it'd be great. Like, if we were at a busy day, I would see like I'm tied up with someone. And I see him like walking by, and a customer pulls a chair. He's like, oh, Dan, when you're done, can you help this person with the <laughs> iPad? <laughs> yeah. That was me in the beginning. No, then it all loosened up. It. Yeah, it loosened up. I remember when uh, you got um, mailboxed and you, you scratched your arm up and you got. Yeah, I, I got pissed. <laughs> you got pissed. I, well, I, I don't know. I, I kneeled down behind him and then Micah pushed him so he fell straight back and his arm like. So wait, wait, wait. Let me get this this work environment. You're routinely cleaning up shit. Yes. You're racial profiling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just... <laughs> well, have Asians ever been racially profiled for stealing? <sighs> I, I don't think you can call it that. Okay. Go on. Okay. okay. Shit. You are abusing. You were just physically abusing people. Yes. Yes. Good. There was way worse incidents of abuse, and usually it was directed at Micah. And way worse incidents of uh so of um of mental abuse towards Kaluchi. Oh man. <laughs> he still gets abused. Dude. He, he went. To, he, went to Kaluch, Kaluch, you, he went to Cluck. He went to Cluck you for us at work yesterday. Oh, I saw did you eat all his food? <laughs> no one did that. It was whatever. We'll tell that story. I know. Later. I know. <laughs> so, um, before we go into our picks for this week, um, one thing I wanted to bring up, it's, uh, it is movie related. Did any of you see the trailer for the new Predator movie? I didn't even know it was a new no, Predator making, movie. They're making, it's called The Predator. It's actually directed by a guy that was in the original. The guy with the glasses that It's had actually the, directed by The Predator. By The Predator. <laughs> that guy's dead. That played him. Yeah. It was originally supposed uh, to be- Yeah, John, Arnold the, killed him. The original Predator was supposed to be John claude Van Damme. Actually, the picture's just- No, came. wait, wait. Uh, he explodes. He, he self-destructs, right? Yes, correct. That's and how he does it. He laughs. Yeah. 
Um, so the, 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 well, this is, I guess it's supposed to be a sequel, technically, because okay. I like the sequel from a few years ago, Predators, where they went to the Predator planet with Topher Grace. That was pretty cool. Know that Dude, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Dude, so this one is... <laughs> That's why I'm doing the show, so I can watch the movies. <laughs> so this one's called The Predator. It's directed by Shane Black, who was in the original Predator. He was one of the soldiers. He was the one with the, the comic book and the glasses. Right, right. Um, he was Hawkins in that movie. And it's Steven. supposed to be... Yeah, no. <laughs> it's supposed to be... Um, 20, 30 years after the original, it's like the pred- it's the Predators came back, and they actually have, like, upgrades to their weaponry this time. And the trailer looked pretty cool, man. The pred- Predator's, like, my favorite action movie next to Terminator 2 ever. I think Predator's one of the most perfect action it's movies okay. ever. So, it's gonna be, I mean, Predator 2 kind of sucks. I, I appreciate it for Isn't weird, uh, Danny Glover? Danny Glover and Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey's in it. You know, when I think of Predators, I do think of those two. You think <laughs> Gary Busey's definitely some type of Predator? I love Gary Busey. Um, now, the uh, the other one, I, I wanted to tell a story before, uh, a new story I read today, since you gave us one earlier. Um, apparently, some woman in Arizona, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, it was kind of going viral today. She got arrested for stalking. She apparently sent this guy she went on one date with in a matter of like two or three months, oh, 65,000 text messages. I thought messages. it was one of those fake, um, no. like, um, World Daily Report no, or, like, no. Onion article. Like, he block her, though? I don't know. I guess she, I didn't look that far into it because I didn't reveal it. He's 30 plus. Name. He didn't know how to use but, like, his phone. I was, like, I, the first thing I think when I hear a story like that is, like, all right, how unfortunate looking is this individual? She was a good looking girl from the mugshot I saw. So it's good as you could look for a mugshot. So she was sending this, they went on one date, she was sending as many as 500 texts a day. He was um, out of town, and he, on his surveillance footage, she noticed that she got into the house and was taking a bath with a butcher knife next to her. Oh, nice. <laughs> she was sending him text messages saying that she wanted to wear his body parts and bathe in his blood. And <laughs> what? What? The, uh, now, it, apparently, I, I a movie out of this. Yeah, there, there probably is like movies like this already. Oh. There's probably a million of them. But she was sending. She was sending them. Why would you tell someone to... you're doing that? You just do it. it it's uh, how crazy is that? That after one date, that you think that he's in love with you and that you're meant to be together. Like, has anyone ever had an incident where someone was that crazy? Me after... and my fiance were engaged, and I'm still unsure. <laughs> you probably even sent sixty-five thousand text messages in that time. I don't think I've sent sixty-five thousand words. Think, I can barely get Caitlin to respond to a text to me when she's at work. Let alone if I send more than three, she's like, "I'm working. You're making my Apple wa- my Fitbit thing blow up. Stop." <laughs> Oops. Oops. So that one, I, I like. How do you punish that person? Obviously, very mentally ill. I mean, yeah, if yeah. the stalking wasn't enough, but the, I want to wear the date go. <laughs> I'm curious how the date went. I must went really well. If she fell that in love, he must have had some serious game. And did he close that night? Like, that's the real question, I guess, to, to be that obsessed. When, when I saw that, I was like, they do this poor guy. And I, I guess didn't they, know it was a real news. I really thought it no, was a parody was article. Yeah, she got arrested for... Like, what is it? What's the charge? Stalking. stalking. I mean, stalking, breaking, and entering. Like sending threatening messages. And they said that, I guess she doesn't really have a history of it, but this guy was definitely going to get murdered if he didn't eventually call the police. <laughs> 65,000 text messages? I don't want anyone to text me 65 times. Let alone sixty five thousand. So wait, how over how many? It was one day. She, like they, they had one date. No, no, but like over what period of time were this? Two many? to three months is the timeline that they gave. How much, how Did he respond ever? No. I think the average person sends in like a year. I mean, oh. you could look that up on. I think like it's probably. I mean, if I looked at my Verizon, like how many you send in a month? It's. De- I mean, I think all of us are probably in the couple thousand yeah, range between people because it technically counts on not just sent but received as well. 
Um, Sixty-five thousand. If it's someone and, that's very active, maybe. And this guy was not. This guy was not. In a few months, she reached it. Sixty-five thousand. And well, he like, would. And the best part is, he was not reciprocating the texts after he realized, "Oh no, what have I done?" This is beyond for this woman. What, what is beyond a stage five clinger? Yeah, yeah, this is bad. This is not okay. Stage five clinger in this chick. Yeah, like what can I, I don't know. It might be above whatever that chick is too. God that's, bless her. Yeah, I mean, I hope everything goes well for her. Maybe you know, maybe we can match her with Rich, with, Richie on Tinder. I was gonna say the guy who lived in the woods. He would have. Oh no, he have a better shot than Richie. I would just want to set her up with Richie because then maybe the murder happens. <laughs> <laughs> or Kalucci. Well, he finally got his Twitter back. He Wait, was, what did he lose his Twitter? He for? deleted his Twitter because after he wore his Borat costume, they sent out a memo at work about <laughs> anything you post could be considered sexual harassment. Oh, <laughs> and was he, was, he was in New Orleans, and um, he was wearing the Borat costume, going up and dancing around people on oh, Facebook no. Live. So he was afraid he was going to get fired. But I'm like, then just don't you post gotta, anything that could be in trouble, stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, you know above all else. I mean, I don't have to worry about it nearly as much as you do. Yeah, like, I, I you know, I have fun doing this, but, like, I do need to think about what I say. There's certain words we can't say on here that we may use in private. The names we want to call Justin, generally. Like, love. <laughs> yeah, love. love. We don't ever say love on here. All right, so let's jump into our picks for this week. All right. All right, so um, I think you recommended first to me last week. Um, so why don't I, I give you yours? Yeah. Um, so the one I'm going to go with here is from one of my favorite directors. Um, it's one of his first – uh, Yes, no. <laughs> um, it is one of my favorite directors and one of his first big movies, uh, The Prestige, with uh, Christian Bale. Hugh Jackman, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johannesburg, um, uh, David Bowie is in it as Tesla. Oh, when um, did this happen? This came out in 2006, I want to say. Um, it's loosely. When did this happen? That's not how you refer to a movie. 2006, it was filmed. Yeah. What did you mean then? No, but like you say, when did it come out? You don't go. When did this happen? It's like like it's not an event. Whatever. I didn't think we we're gonna have a follow up conversation. It was just a throwaway line. The Prestige for me is. <laughs> Is Nolan's best movie. You like it the best? It's good. It's the best and for me, it's probably that and Dunkirk. Most replay value. I haven't sure. seen Dunkirk. I yeah. love Memento. Memento's I don't amazing. Know if you, you just watch it once and do, for this, or this. Is I like, watch it once. Yeah, I watch it the night before yeah, we I've, filmed. I've watched it's it Prestige. Really I've watched movie. it at least once in the last year, and yeah. way more times than that. I also think Bob still has my copy of it on Blu-ray. That piece of shit. I literally lent that to him when I still worked at Best Buy, and I still don't have it back. <laughs> <laughs> and he only I gave it to him like we're talking 2012 and he only just watched it for the first time like a year ago <laughs> a little aside my uh, ex-girlfriend had my copy of Christmas Vacation <laughs> and my dad every Christmas in the years after we broke up Ralph where's Christmas Vacation <laughs> my ex has it fuck <laughs> for five years until I saw it at a Walmart <laughs> well he just wants to keep the sugary snacks out of the house I now <laughs> a diabetic. <laughs> he was just waiting to bring that. <laughs> so, um, the prestige—it's you know your typical kind of Nolan story. It always has um, a couple big twists. I, I know a little bit about it. I don't know what the twist and is, but I know a little bit. Obviously, he has a lot of the same cast of characters that have been in other movies with him: Christian Bale, Michael Caine. Did he ever do? He never did a movie with Christian Bale. Shut up. <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy, you asshole. We have a lot of dead air. I know show. it's fine. 
Um, so The Prestige, definitely one of my... I, I'm probably going to be inclined to agree with you as much. I, there's not a movie by him that I dislike. I, I like everything he's done. I'm an admitted fanboy. But this was the first time... After Memento, which I loved, I was like, this guy is for How long is his movie? The one thing about Nolan... His two, movie, two hours? His movies yeah. tend to run a little long. Well, that was the nice Maybe thing like, about... Yeah, I think it's a little over two hours. It, it, that was the nice thing about Dunkirk, is that was the one that I thought he'd make it a three-hour movie, being a war movie, and it's only like 90 minutes long, mm -hmm. which is really hard to pull off, and I thought Dunkirk... Kirk was brilliant, especially in IMAX. The the sound on that was ridiculous. But um, the Prestige, it's um, it's about a couple of uh, it takes place in 1890 mm -hmm. about um magicians and okay. uh, a competition between two magicians and trying to pull off the the greatest trick ever. I Isn't the Prestige say? and you know I don't even want to ask. I want to figure it out. On my no, own. no, just that. Uh, no, no. There's another magic movie that came out around the same time with Ed Norton that was terrible. Is the Prestige, from what I understand, and I could be completely off. The prestige is something that's hyped throughout the movie, but you never don't. Yeah, don't ask. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Watch. I know a little bit about it. Because when the the kicker comes in the movie, just like in Memento, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Old Christopher Nolan movie have this moment. Even if you like, I know some people didn't love Interstellar, but there was still that part where they were like, whoa. Yeah. Like, when the the Tesseract kind of part, like, yeah, it's it's kind of mind blowing. So the Prestige from 2006. Um, definitely, that's my movie for you, okay. and that's going to lead into my subject after this, and after you recommend your album to me, last week you recommended um, the Hold Steady, the whole Boys and Girls in America, and what do you have for me this so, week? So since Grow House here, I was going to give you a hip-hop album, but okay. whatever I give, Grow House will uh, rip apart because he knows hip-hop like, <laughs> like few <laughs> Any of album I give, you would be like, no, that's awful, and he, he would Why don't you go for Peter Rosenberg's job? Uh, <laughs> that jerk-off. <laughs> <laughs> he he would end up being the co-host. So obsessed yeah. with Mike Oh, he can't oh, shut up about it. So he's still, dude. When we were at, he was at Backlash on Sunday, the WWE thing. He was doing the pre-show panel, and people are walking by. Francesca number one. Francesca number one. <laughs> Driving here, I was, I was listening to Frances. I don't know if you heard, if you were listening um, at work, where the guy called in and demanded money back oh, from his, for his, from his the, retirement the, tour. The retirement tour. He's like, you came back. Yeah, you came back. I want my money back. And he's like, he's, the bike's like, oh, you're still listening, okay? What yeah. do I'm supposed to do? I'll be honest. <laughs> that's Frances doesn't really handle troll calls. No, not at all. That's that might part of his charm, though. That might have been the best he's ever handled one. And it was still poor. Yeah, but like at least he let the guy. I never signed a thing saying I'm not going to work again. But you said you're done at fan. Okay, I never signed a thing that said I was done at fan. <laughs> yeah, you fool, absolute <laughs> clown. School's out. <laughs> School's out. <laughs> Number one. So what? What's the album you got? Okay, you? so we're going to give hip hop, but with Justin here, you nah, critique. So go yeah. on. So what did you compare the hold steady to? Bruce. Bruce. Okay. And you know how much I love Bruce. I love Bruce, so give it So I'm giving you a Bruce album. I'm giving you his debut, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Isn't that your favorite Bruce it's album? It's my favorite Bruce album. Okay. The reason I'm giving it to you is because it's similar to the other two where it's a fun album where the guy's doing it just out of love. This is before he's famous. No and one I, I like was. that. Um, when you're on the grind. I don't think it's his best album, mm -hmm. but it is my personal favorite What do you think reason. his best album is? Probably Born to Run. I think that's like kind of the... Yeah. You don't like The Rising? I actually don't hate The Rising. It's corny, but it's a well... You know, it's, it's not a bad It one. worked for the time period in America. Is I there think. a particular song on Greetings from Asbury Park you want to highlight? I would like to have a highlighted song to see if I disagree with you on it. Mm -hmm. um, my fa There's two I really like. Does this bu uh, bus stop at 82nd Street? 82nd it's Street. It's a short okay. song. It's probably a minute and... 
45 well, seconds. I've told you my favorite Bruce song is like a random one that most people what don't love. Yours? Drive All Night. I love Drive All song. Night, yeah. If you haven't noticed a theme here, I really like slow, depressing songs for well, some reason. I'm a depressive person, I guess. That's my second song, Lost in the Flood. Lost in the Flood. Lost in the Flood. It's a slow song that builds up. It becomes very modest and becomes very epic at the end. Okay. Um, and when did this album come out? I got 75. 75. Jeez. I kind of like that you're going throwback on me here, yeah. though. Um, the reason I chose this is... And I've definitely listened to this before, but not in... If you've been years. around me, Josh, Meg, you've heard... Probably I, my dad old. was a Bruce fan, so I definitely... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I've heard this before, but I think once you get to a certain point with classic rock, all the albums start bleeding into Bruce's one. Bruce's first uh, seven albums are considered his really good ones. Yeah. After Tunnel of Love onward, that's when Bruce, you know, jumped the shark or whatever. So, okay. um, this of those seven is usually the least heralded. Okay. It's considered great, but it's the lower limit of great. Um, there are two songs on it. In my opinion, there are his worst two songs, though. That's why the album itself isn't great. It has great songs. The album as a whole isn't great. Um, do you want me to tell you what those songs are, or do you want to decide on your own? Let me decide on my own. I think you'll know one, because yeah, let me every decide. list... We did that this week, where we did, you told me what your favorite song yeah. was, and If yada, you yada. rank all the songs, Bruce, these two are usually in the bottom five. Off the same album. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm ha- I'm looking forward to listening. It's, to this. It's a great album. I think you'll um you'll enjoy it. Um, you you know it's a unique album. It's the most unique Bruce and it's a live album, obviously. So it's not live. Well, why does it say? Oh, it's oh. Greetings from Asbury Park. So it's not a live album. It's just live it's, from yeah, that's what I, I don't know why I went there. It's got the cool album cover. It's got that like throwback, yeah, you know, yeah. Coney Island. Um, are you a Bruce fan, Justin? Uh, I don't really know enough of his music, honestly. Okay, I'm that's... Born to Run. Everyone yeah, is Born, born to Run, run and you know, does. Born in the USA. Maybe I'll listen to this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean... I'm always open to this. Yeah, it, it's a It's a really fun album. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, Like I said, you it's like, an imperfect you know, album, you know but I do Justin's like it. what favorite, like, classic rock band is? Wait, let me, let, let me guess. guess. Let me guess. Um, Molly Hatchet. <laughs> The B fifty twos. I don't know. Are they a pair? They're not a novelty. They get they're like a novelty. They get played on Q one oh four, man. Rock Lobster? No, not Rock Lobster. The the Love Shack. Oh, okay. That's a big step up from Rock Lobster. Dude, you want to go see them in Montclair? I don't know. It was weird. Did they still watch? Elaine's mom really likes more. She's playing. Yeah, he texted me. He's like, I'm listening to B fifty twos, dude. Nobody's favorite band is B fifty twos. What is your favorite classic rock band? My favorite classic rock band? I'd probably be like that. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's like a safe bet for people that aren't like... You're more of a hip-hop head I'm than you're... A, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think Led Zeppelin is like a unanimous one that... Led Zeppelin... We were talking about this recently, you and I, actually. Yeah, the Beatles. I like, I like Jimi Hendrix a lot. Oh, well, he's not really Hendrix is, band, Hendrix but, is... I mean, well, Jimmy he's Hendrix got the experience. experience. Yeah, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, honestly, Hendrix... All his, three of those albums are great. His stuff still holds up so well. Better than a lot of stuff that comes out after him and now. What was the what was the hip hop album by the way? Yeah, what was the one you were gonna recommend? Um like there was gonna be two I was going between. Um I was gonna give you Liquid Swords. Okay. Uh, which I in my opinion is the greatest hip hop album ever made. And the other one's a really deep track, um Cannibal Ox, um Sword of the Ronin, I think it's called. Okay. It's a great album. Not one of my all time favorites, but one That's I was listening to recently. Album. Yeah, it, it's got a kind of a mixed reaction. I really like it, but um, I, spent, I spent most of the day actually listening to the the first two Childish Gambino albums because I forgot how fucking he's amazing, dude. I don't love that new song, but that video is hot. You I, guys that, don't watch Atlanta. 
I've watched most of the first season, and I loved what oh, I saw, man. and I really want to catch up. I watch Atlanta. Because, um, admittedly, and this is for anyone listening, um, one of my biggest go-tos when it comes to discussing movies like, and shows, the first person I text usually is Justin, because we're almost always on the same wavelength with this, and he's got a very good eye for these kind of things, and a good ear for music as well. Um, I tr- He knows the kind of hip-hop I'm into, so we're almost always in agreement on that. We both don't like Drake. <laughs> I hate Drake. Oh, man. My um, fiance th- loves The other him. day at work, they were playing, um, it's, it's my least favorite Kanye album is 808s. I just don't. It, it stinks. It's, it, but the thing is, it was so ahead of its time because how much yeah. sound came directly from that? Like just because it's just because yeah. it's influential, I don't think it's Of course, good. of course, no, I, I agree with that completely because it influenced a lot of bad music. Did you like Pablo? I like Pablo. I love it, Pablo. It took me, it, huh? it took me a couple yeah, minutes. I, I like Jesus more. Um, Pablo. I think Pablo's his weakest album. But See, I, I, but I still, but, but that being said, Kanye is so great to me that. His weakest album is still, like, one of the best of the it's year. It's like how Let It Be is the weakest Beatles yeah. album, but it's still a top, you know, 50 Whoa, all-time yeah. album. Uh, I like Let It Be Naked more than Straight Up. I actually Let it be 100% naked agree. Is Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That is a flaw. <laughs> best album, I think. Uh, I, I might agree. I might, um, I might have to agree with that. I love I, College Dropout. Probably Those, College Dropout for that. And then, actually, this is mine. College Dropout, Twisted Fantasy, you can flip one and two. Yeah. Pablo 3. Right, I'm putting funny. it that high, dude. How, I, Kanye's the type of artist we can have this discussion. Like, yeah, he's well, he's also the Andy Kaufman of the music industry. He's oh, he's so he's, brilliant. It's whatever, he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind, but it gets everyone talking about yeah. him. And you know when he has like three albums dropping in the next year that he's at least producing, and all of them are going to be top sellers. Mm-hmm. He creates controversy because controversy creates cash. Yeah, and that's the truth. Do you know what Kanye reminds me of? And this is a weird comparison. You know how Bowie would change styles album to album? Yeah, of course. And you would listen to it and go, what the hell is this mm-hmm, shit? Mm-hmm. And then when the next album came back, you loved the previous one you initially hated. Yep. I have the same reaction to every Kanye album. What he the hell is this he's shit? more to me than just a rapper. Yeah. He's more to me just hip-hop artists. He's, and, he's, he's transcending. Retroactively, yeah. I love his albums. But when they first come out, I go, what the hell is this? He's my fa- he's my favorite artist. I'm not afraid to say well, that. Well, now, that, now there's all these people that love him out of nowhere. I wonder why. <laughs> You know, he's, he's got the same amount of love, it just flipped. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. The same amount of love, it just not from the other side wow. now. Um, what actually is you, if you could bring one hip-hop album on an island with you? Hack question, I know. Yeah, this has to be your number one. It would probably be Enter the 36 Chambers. Oh, it's like, that's, it's Wu-Tang's first album. It, it, I love that album. I, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Dude. We were listening the other day. We were listening to Method Man, yeah. and Takal came on. He goes, "Oh, Ty Cal." I'm like, "Who the fuck is Ty Cal?" <laughs> <laughs> he played for the top. Like, he says Takal in like almost any song he's I'm featured so on. I'm stupid. <laughs> um, if I had to bring one hip hop for me, it's it, Illmatic. Illmatic. Illmatic is my is number one hip hop album. It's yeah. dude, just the way that album opens with a fucking banger in New York State of Mind. Just that fucking beat. And the whole album, Life's a Bitch, is amazing. The whole album, just start to finish, is is incredible. One of my top albums, too. It's close to the top of the uh, Death Certificate by Ice Cube. Oh, that's... I, I favor The Predator. The Predator, I... Predator's great. I, dude, The Predator, it's funny. Talk about the movie, The Predator, now the album. But yeah. that one, I remember that was one of the first hip-hop albums my brother gave me. I had to be all of... I was in probably 6th, 7th grade. Dude, the Chronic is... is, is the Chronic's classic, amazing. Classic. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really old-school ones. And See, I can't, I can't go with it. Because my hip-hop knowledge is so, like, limited. And the stuff I listen to is, like... Indie Yo, bullshit. Outcast early <laughs> shit was incredible. Oh, Outcast was so yeah, good. Oh, what um, from an what's what's the one? The one that's like really heralded. The one that has Miss Jackson on it. 
Oh, that's uh, um, st- that's is that a Stank? Stankonia. Yeah, Stankonia. That's my favorite album. I accept Miss Jackson's my least favorite song on that, the album. That was a hot song when it dropped. Too. That was great. Um, I've also been listening to Fuji's a lot recently too. The fucking Fuji's are so good. Now that is a perfect uh, album. Yeah, and as much as I don't like her, that album is ridiculous. But you know what? She's out of her mind. The thing is, she's so crazy. It's well, part of the gimmick. It's I don't think it's a gimmick. Well, it's definitely not a gimmick, but it's part of what her appeal when is. Someone is that like out of their mind and there's like this weird sadness and like you feel bad but you also hate her kind of thing i think it makes the art stronger yes so like i think that album is great on its own but when you add the backstory it becomes like a timeless album i agree with that now justin since you're our guest and this show is called you watch i listen i i wanted to, to spin it a little bit i want you to give <laughs> just i want to suck the edges <laughs> are getting blown out by the athletics are they really what's the score it's 5-1 in the fourth at Sonny Gray getting lit up by his whole team. team. I can't wait for Harvey Day today. They went 17 and 19, <laughs> and the athletics come and push them around. That's baseball, Susan. Here's a picture of him that they took. He's like, he woke up from a nap. He's he looks so sad. Um, so I wanted to spin this a little bit, Ralph. I didn't tell you about this, but the uh, the show is called You Watch, I Listen. I am the one giving the movie recommendations. You giving us the album recommendations. Yeah. And I think we have a guest. They should recommend a movie to me and an album to you. Okay. Um. So you're going to have double so, duty this week, obviously. It's easier to listen to Well, you're going to gonna have double duty too. Exactly. Exact, exact. That's not even a fucking phrase. Um, so what is the movie you have for me? We have for you. Uh, it's a movie I saw over the summer. And okay. It's surprisingly great. It's called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Ro- Twilight Robert Pattinson. So you hear that, Good Time with Robert Pattinson, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, Sounds of course. Terrible. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's Isn't that the Dynamite guy? Um, a, a young upcoming directors are brothers. I forgot their names. Okay. Um, it's, it's only like an hour and a half. Okay, it nice. It takes place in Queens. It's like a heist movie. I think I saw the trailer for this, and I yeah. I, I don't know much else about it besides that. Yeah, a little back. Like is Robert it, Pattinson plays like a scummy. Is, queen, it, is he a dealer? Like or something. Okay, he's Russian. Okay, he's like he's not a dealer, but he's like on, on and off drugs. Okay, he's in the and game. He has a mentally handicapped brother. Nice. And the it's he robs a bank with him to start off. Okay. And the brother gets caught. Oh. And it's about he brought his mentally handicapped. Yeah, exactly. He's a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like the main character. Is he the getaway driver? I hope not. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, so go and on. then yeah, so the brothers in jail arrested, like obviously yeah. bad news, mentally handicapped yeah. kid in the bad jail. Of course. Thing. And he, it's about like uh Pattinson's character trying to get the money to like bail him out. Okay. And it's just like one like I, I like the sound one of this one, so it's just night, like, him So it's a very it's like a, what is it, action drama kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, action drama. It has okay. a really good ending. A lot of twists and turns. It's good. called Good Times? Good, good Time. The Good Times is the show. That's what I'm saying. Okay, hey, that's yeah, what yeah, I was like. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. I'm looking forward to it. So it's just always weird when you hear that actor that you don't expect to be in Jennifer something. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool, Not cool. a huge part, but she's Okay, that's that's awesome. I'm looking forward to this. Excellent movie. All right, and I obviously you won't be on with this next week, but I'll talk about it for sure, and I'll let you know how I like it. And what, yeah. what do you have for, for Ralph, musically? Okay. You just mentioned one that he hadn't heard before, didn't you? Have you guys heard of someone called Thundercat? I know the name actually. Okay. Um, I think my brother's a big fan of Thundercat. Really? So yeah, I, my brother uh, likes a lot of. Really weird. He's, okay. He's a he's a singer songwriter R and B artist. He's kind of like bizarre funk. Okay. Soul. What I love um, that kind of stuff. He produced a couple. You'll, you'll probably know him. He produced a couple songs off its Pip the Butterfly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay yep, yep. Yep. That's where I think I know the name yeah. from. Yeah. Um, it's called Drunk the Album. Drunk the Album. No, no, I've no, heard... no. The album's called Drunk. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I've heard of this album. Okay. I've drunk. never listened to it, but I've heard uh, of it. He has like has really good features. Pharrell Kendrick is on a song. Okay. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. I'm down for Chris this. Chris Cleave is on a song. I don't like Chris Cleave. Okay. 
Um, he, it's really bizarre. Like when is this album from? And when they come out? Yeah. I think 2015. Okay, so it's fairly recent. Maybe? It's fairly recent. Uh, I really like it. I definitely have heard this album. Cool. I'm oh. down for that. Um, all right, so now that we've got our recommendations out, um, we're already longer than we were last week, but I want to go into one subject before we close it off. Um, uh, the first episode, we spent some time talking about the um, the comic book oversaturation, the MCU oversaturation. And one that I've also seen people complain about is how all these movies and shows are relying on nostalgia to um, drive home their, their point. Stranger Things, Glow, uh, Jumanji, a recent one, the newer Star Wars, uh, all these things are very heavy in nostalgia. Um, and a lot of people are saying that it's being relied on too much in movies and shows to be entertaining. And I, I don't think that's a valid argument whatsoever. Uh, I know it's a lot of different things coming out with it, like Stranger Things in the 80s, Glows in the 80s. But nostalgia's always been such a featured point in movies and shows for as f- far back yeah, as you can go. Yeah. Like, how could you possibly say that it's proving that no one has original ideas? It's one thing to remake an old movie like Ghostbusters, because you're taking a classic that is timeless and putting it in just for political purposes, right. we'll say. As opposed to coming up with something like Stranger Things, which is, you know, relying on the 80s. Um, the recent Still a Steve- very original concept. Yeah, of course. I mean, look at Stephen King's It. The book took place in the 60s, or 50s or 60s, they- and they went to the 80s. So, of course, there was a nostalgia factor to it. Um, but the 80s, uh, I don't mean to stop, i cut you off, but the 80s is the same thing. Think of Back to the Future. That That's movie, another one I was going to reference. That it. movie takes place relying on 50s nostalgia. Yeah. Look at one of the most popular sitcoms of all time, Happy Days. It took place during the 50s, and it came out in the early 70s. That's you, 70s when I was that 70s show, 20 years after the 70s. When I was little, I didn't because you know when you're little and you don't understand like how time and things. Correct. Work, I didn't understand that Happy Days was a show about the past when I was little. It wasn't until I got older that it like I was like, oh, this isn't actually from the 50s. Because <laughs> then you know I'm 11 year old stupid ass Ralph. That, but that's what what's great when you can you do a movie or a show well in a that isn't present day is that it does become timeless in that sense. If you can do it well, like stranger things is something that's going to be looked at in glowing reviews. Back to the future is still such a time besides back to the future three. Um, back to the, well, I like back to the future too. It's, it's, it's a fun movie. I like back to the future. Too. Um, but I mean, if people that want to say that it's not an original idea, this has been going on in movies and shows forever. When you look back at some of the most pop, I know like with Star Wars, they said it was a rehash of a, uh, what The Force Awakens is a rehash of A New Hope. Rogue One was a rehash of a, or a, a prequel to A New Hope. But that's what it was. What are yeah. they supposed to do? But it's an epic with this timeline that goes up and down and back and forth or sequels and prequels. Of course. Like you, whatever they do, it's going to connect to something before it. Yeah, I mean using – It's a lazy argument. Yeah, it's a quality's good if it's a good – well, that's the thing, and that's where I was with the the MCU stuff. I might feel oversaturated from it, but financially, no one else does. No. Look how much the thing is already uh, already over a billion dollars in the newest one. I haven't seen Infinity War, but I heard it's like one of the best. Ones I, dude, I was this is what I talked about. I haven't. I, I told you after I saw. It, I haven't been in these movies for a while. And I was, I felt like I was watching one of the old ones, where I was actually like excited to see it again. And the nostalgia stuff, like it's, it's just you're supposed to, especially, you know what they say when you're, when you're young, you can't wait to grow up. When you grow up, you can't, you want to go back to yeah. your youth. It, we're seeing things that we, we kind of grew up with. I mean, we grew up with movies from the '80s. That's what we watched. Yeah. So I know, like they're, they're, they did the Jungle Book, that was really cool. That um, what's yeah, that was well done. I, I like the most recent. Christoph Waltz, uh, Waltz, but it was uh, John Farvow directed it, uh, right, right. and now he's also he doing Mogwash. He's doing the the live action Lion King with, um, that they're going to be doing. They're doing a live action Lion do, He's directing that as well. Um, uh, what Donald Glover's doing the voice of Simba, which is really cool. <laughs> they, they brought, they're they bringing back James Earl Jones to do Mufasa. After you're, we're done with this, that reminds me of a story I need to tell. Okay. 
So I, I don't know. Do you guys feel any kind of like nostalgia fatigue when you're watching these things? Because it, it, there is a lot of stuff that relies on it. Yeah. Um, I get a little one like when I saw they remade Power Rangers. Like, okay, that that was that is mild that old, an, a mild annoyance. But like, I didn't like well, get angry I think about the other it. Part of it is you have to make it good. Like Power Rangers wasn't good from what I understand. Planet of the Apes. That was great. It was an they, was, and it was and Planet of the Apes has been they've been yeah. they made that a dozen sequels. Then they, Tim Burton did his version oh. in like 2000, which oh. was awful. So like, this, well, this is an ongoing these, franchise. Also, these Planet of the Apes, the thing they did was they took the nostalgia of an established franchise and put a new spin on it, showing you how it started, making it a little more gritty. Uh, I thought, honestly, this most recent Planet of the Apes franchise was one of the best trilogies of movies I've ever seen. I don't even really consider... I agree. I don't even think of it... When I think I of that trilogy, I don't think of the original ones from the 60s and 70s. No. I think that's its own thing. I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. Yeah. I thought the new Blade Runner it was, was, it was... Don't... Don't... I want to see it was that amazing. so bad. It was one of the best sequels ever. I, I heard it was fantastic. It was amazing. Like, it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, right? It was amazing. Which just... is... Uh, speaking of nostalgia, Bill and Ted 3 is being made. I'm um, actually legitimately I'm, I'm, psyched was, for that. Like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Like, what Blade Runner was able to do, like, they took... They took it was a sequel, but it was their, it was its own thing. Like, yeah, that's that's what you, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You got to make your own thing. I didn't think I was gonna like the new Jumanji at all, and I didn't fall asleep watching <laughs> it like some people I know at the at the dine in theater spending a hundred bucks and then passing oh, out. Wait, 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 wait. Can I take a guess who this is? You wouldn't get it, I promise you. Oh, it's not someone I know. Well, it's someone you know, but I don't think you'd get it. Who are you gonna say? I was gonna say Taylor. No, it was Sage. Uh, Mike Sage. <laughs> he went to the yeah, dine in theater. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I really like the movie. And <laughs> the, the, the fact that the stage makes it so much better. Exactly. I, I, so, I watched it not that long ago, and I liked it because it took the the concept of the original and modernized it with enough references to the original that I felt like I was back in like when I was watching it right. when I was like eight years. I was entertained. It wasn't great by no, any means. I was entertained. Jack Black was really funny in it, but it, it, I, I don't the nostalgia. Jack Black, dude, I'm a tena- I'm, I'm a Tenacious D fanboy, and they're making a new Tenacious D movie. To pick a destiny too, and a new album King coming Kong out. Was so good. He was great, and I loved King Kong. I didn't see that. I, I love cool. Peter. I love Peter Jackson's King Kong. It was long, but there was that one scene specifically where they were in like the canyon with all the bugs. Yeah. That bug, no pun, bugged me the fuck out. I remember <laughs> seeing the theater. I was like, oh, this is disgusting. You know what bothered me in that movie? Where he fights a dinosaur. You said you hadn't seen it. No, I think of the new one. Oh, I'm sorry, that was good. Yeah, yeah I, Skull I Island was cool. Um, when he's fighting the dinosaurs and he grabs the oh, top yeah. and just that him. that made me do that thing they, where ooh, like. Ooh, when you see someone like get like kicked in the I balls, felt that. I felt Ugh. that. So, um, yeah, I don't think the nostalgia thing's a problem. Just do it well. Like it doesn't. Not everything needs to be a remake. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Jumanji, like Power Rangers. Yeah, like that. They're great. See, like, thing, they're gonna remake everything. They're gonna remake everything. Everything's gonna, get everything's gonna be remade. I everything's think this, gonna like. I mean, well, even not, stuff that shouldn't like. Uh, not even that shouldn't have been based on like success. Leave it alone. But like stuff that wasn't even that. If, mad about you. If they if they it. ever touch the Terminator. And you know remake, they're gonna make Terminator. They can't remake the Terminator. But they, they didn't it. remake it, but wait, wait, wait. not. They, it's a sequel. It's another sequel. That, uh, I, I like, I like, original, gonna... I, I'm talking, I don't want them trying to redo the original Terminator with Sarah Connor, with a Kyle Reese. Because I like all the, I admittedly like all the Terminator movies. I think they're fun. Stop! I don't want Zack Snyder doing anything. Go make another fucking. Uh, Watchmen was great though. Watchmen was good. Give him credit. For I'm excited for the Watchmen movie. series coming well, to HBO. Don't talk about the comic book in the library. Yeah, his mom doesn't like you talking. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we close off, I just want to ask: Are you watching Westworld? No, I'm not. Oh, it's because we were talking about Kanye before, and I was thinking about it because he plays um 
the what's the fucking song with the piano? They played it in this oh, week's Run episode. Away, right. Run away. Yeah. They use it in um this past week's episode. And they also used a a sitar version of Seven Nation Army in the beginning of the episode. I haven't seen the last episode. Oh, so. it was dope. And also Barry is the other one. I, I actually started dope. watching Barry, dude. It's real. I didn't know anything about it, so I just watched it cold, and I go, "What the hell is this? I can't stop watching." I'm like two or Bill, three episodes Bill in. Was great. Could, could you possibly get over Elizabeth Moss's face and watch Anime's though? No. Is it, is I watched watch the first episode. I can't watch it. Like it. It's not Too that. Intense. Anything that has, like, women or children being, like, exploited, abused. Yeah, it is very it's, it's one of the few. He doesn't care like animals. Like Most people do. It's yeah. a critically acclaimed, um, I can't, award-winning show. When I when I see a movie and, like, a husband beats his wife, I can't watch the movie. It, like, physically disgusts yeah. me. Dude, there was a there was a scene in Molly's game where she gets beat up by a mobster, and it actually I usually don't get uncomfortable by shit like that, but I think because the table was turned, you're not seeing the Italian mobster from like the his point of view. I was like, this is fucking brutal. Which you should watch that Molly's game. All right, so we're about an hour and twenty four minutes in. I think me, Justin, and Ralph are gonna sit and play around a little bit more and record some more stuff for the side. Yeah. We're not sure if you're gonna be here next week, Ralph. Correct? Yeah. So, uh, quick story. Um. I signed up for a half marathon a few uh, weeks ago, or a few months ago, rather. Tra- you look like shit. Well, um, <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was in, like, August. It, it's next week? It's next week. You haven't, like, I, last time you trained. I have to fit 10 days, I mean, uh, two, oh, 12 weeks of training in 10 days. I might need a new co-host, Justin. He might not make it through it. <laughs> and a normal person would go. As many curly fries as possible. sponsor me. <laughs> He's got the Arby's thing on his uh, shorts. They said he couldn't do it. They were right. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to probably just record some side stuff in case we don't have anything for um, two weeks from now. Um, so I want to thank everyone for listening to episode three of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, Justin, thank you for sitting in with us. I know it wasn't crazy long, but... Sorry, we gotta... I didn't know how to fucking hold the mic. And... <laughs> Look, you know what? The first show, you hear like, hey, where am I? So it, it takes a while. We yeah. also need stands because we're unprofessional. Let me, let me come back no, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be... No, you're going to be back on. It we're was gonna, awful. We're gonna, the, the feedback's been awful. I've had way, I've had better. Um, so, Ralph, anything you want to say before we sign up? Go Yankees. Go Yankees are losing 5-1 right now. And happy Matt Harvey Day to everyone for his first start. Seven innings shutout ball. He's going to throw a no-hitter, and I can't wait till since he comes to the Mets because you know he's going to throw a no-hitter. The Reds. The Reds. Cowboys suck. All right. Peace out. You watch, I listen, episode three. Share, subscribe, listen.